0: To the special place, so he goes into the special place. Everything is normal. In fact, for Zechariah, it's not normal. It's fantastic. And then all of a sudden, an angel appears. Okay. So let's just let's just note the first not normal thing. The angel. Okay, I want to make sure that we understand that we are entering into a particularly I don't know, wild story. (laughs) But before we talk more about Zechariah and this angel, what I wanna do is essentially um, talk about this theme of disruption. And I wanna talk about this theme of disruption in two ways. I wanna talk to you about rapid disruption because that is basically what happens as soon as Zechariah and this angel have a conversation. But before we talk about that, I want to talk about what I would like to call slow burn disruption. You see, before Zechariah ended up in that special place, before Zechariah ended up in the Holy of Holies, before Zechariah did this tour of two weeks in the temple, he had done many tours of two weeks in the temple. And he did all of those tours of two weeks having been married to a delightful human named Elizabeth. And Zechariah and Elizabeth essentially have been living in slow burn disruption for about at least 20 years because they don't have a kid. This is a thing that it seems the text tells us they were hoping for their lives. And one thing to know as we kind of look behind the text is that in this particular environment, having a child is an emotional blessing. It's also a financial necessity. It's also a financial necessity because someone's got to take care of you when you age. And this text tells us that as Zechariah is having that conversation with the angel, he notes that they are both quite old. So they have come to this point. We have come to this point in the text wherein the years and years and years of Elizabeth's and Zechariah's slow burn disruption of how their lives were going to be have been met with seemingly this offensive angel come to tell them good news way too late. One then might forgive Zechariah's question. How is this to be? And you will note that the angel doesn't actually say who's doing this. The angel just says, you're going to have a son. And his name's going to be John. And he better never get drunk. And he's going to be, the, the you know, going to basically bring Israel back to God. And, and And one would forgive. Again, forgive Zechariah for wondering how... Could this be? (laughs) Reading this text, I caught on to the way that this moment might end up being a little bit sort of triggering for Zechariah. You're telling me what? You're telling me that the thing that we waited for, the thing that we tried, is all of a sudden gonna happen in a space and in a time and in a situation where typically this does not happen. Excuse me, angel, who are you? How do you know this? How can I trust you? I feel like, I feel like, are you messing with me? And I got to say, I really connect with slow burn disruption because I have certainly experienced ways in which I have waited for God to do things and I have been met with silence. I have waited for God to bring restoration in my family, restoration in communities, for God to bring an end to experiences of racism, discrimination in my own life, in my communities, and have been met with more. So I certainly forgive Zechariah for hearing this angel tell him all of a sudden, it's all gonna be better. And Zechariah going, well, how? Friends, maybe you've heard me say this before. If you haven't, hear me clearly. It's okay to ask, but how? It's okay. It's perfectly normal. Because a lot of us know what slow burn disruption feels like, amen? I believe that this is a holy question that Zechariah asks. And many of you who have encountered this text preached by many people will then hear the following kind of events um, preached as a judgment. Well, he asked the wrong question, so he was made silent. Well, you know, I'm going to skip ahead for you a little. You know, Mary asked the same question. Mary, mother of Jesus, asked the same question. How will this be? They both had very plausible reasons for asking their questions. And now friends, we encounter the rapid disruption because now the angel introduces themselves. I am Gabriel and guess what? God's gonna do what God's gonna do. And in the midst of your questioning, I'm gonna give you plenty of time to reflect in silence. And I'll say it again, I think it would be a mistake to interpret this interaction as a judgment on Zechariah's question. I think that would be a mistake. I think there's a bit of cause and effect, but I don't really see judgment. And so the question I would ask about Zechariah's silence is not why, But what does it accomplish? What does Zechariah's silence accomplish? What does this now, you know, 10, 11 month, 12 month period of silence, what's going to be happening? And now I'm going to give you my one minute of biblical aside. Okay? Here's the thing. The Bible was written by a bunch of dudes, okay? It was written by a bunch of dudes, real patriarchal ones too, okay? In a patriarchal space. And I say this because essentially in this patriarchal space, one of the rules is that a woman's testimony doesn't really mean much unless accompanied by a man some biblical scholars in the room know what I'm talking about and so if you want to write a biblical account and you want to make sure people believe it the thing you won't do is silence men who's gonna take this story seriously Who's going to believe that all we have now, the only words we get and the only experiences we get from this point until the birth of Jesus are the words of women, the Holy Spirit moving in the wombs of women, the prophetic utterances of women. Who will believe this story? Guess what, friends? God's not concerned. <laughs> God's not concerned. God's not concerned with whether or not the story will be believed. Essentially, because God's, I think God's concern is with us knowing who we need To listen to, how we need to receive the story. And this, friends, this is rapid disruption. If you want to disrupt a fundamentally patriarchal space in which the only way you know God is real is by hearing from men who tell other men that they're cool, on down the line, all you got to do is have a barren woman, who's been barren for a while, give birth to someone who's going to make the way for another kid who's going to be born by another young woman who's going to be basically impregnated by the Holy Spirit. It's a crazy story. It's wild. This is rapid disruption. And do you know what Zechariah gets to do for the next year? Think about it. He gets to think about it. And do you know who we get to listen to tell this story? We get to listen to the people whose voices we normally would not trust except accompanied by those with power and privilege and status. Friends, you may be looking at our country and you may be looking at our community and you may be thinking, what is it going to look like for God to enter into this mess? Anybody ever ask a question like that? What is it gonna look like for God to enter into this mess? And if you are asking that question, just like Zechariah, I wanna say good on you because that's the question you should be asking. And then the next question is, Who are you listening to for the answer? Who are you listening to for the answer? Because if the voices that you are listening to are the voices who get heard whenever they want, if the voices you are listening to are the voices who could pay for a platform at any time, you will probably just be hearing a bunch of noise. Because in this story, that's not who announces the birth of Jesus. That's not who announces the birth of John. It is the voices that have been silenced. Those become our prophets. It is the voices that have been discarded. Those become our priests. Zechariah the Levite no longer can be priestly but Mary's Magnificat surely will lead us. It seems as if one thing that's accomplished in Zechariah's silence is that there is a way made. Just like Zechariah's son John will make a way, Zechariah's silence now makes a way for us to listen to some people that we might not have listened to otherwise. I want to give you a couple of examples of how this has worked for me. Um, You know, before, before I had children, I liked kids. Kids were cool. Babies were cute and squishy. And then around the three month mark or so, I can't remember exactly when, after our first child was born, I realized something. I realized that my child is smart. It was a strange realization because Amara couldn't speak. She could barely move. It seemed, however, as if she understood everything that was happening. And so I just assumed that was true. I didn't know how or why, I just assumed it was true. And one of the things I started doing is I started talking to her as if she was an adult. Because I figured she understood what was happening. And it's a funny moment that happens. I don't know, some of us with kids have experienced this, but many of us have been around children. When you realize that kids understand about 40 times more than you thought they understood is happening. You know, just as an example, it is interesting to see a four-year-old child try to piece together what it means for people to pass away. To piece together a grieving process. And, you know, I've got this impulse in me, sanitize it, sanitize it, sanitize it. And then I have to sanitize my own sanitizing impulse and be like, no, no, no. But then what's the balance, right? Like, don't want to talk about body decomposition? No, that's weird. Um, You know, like, I'm trying to figure, like, we're trying to figure out, like, what do we say about death? But in the midst of all that, there is this incredible understanding of what's happening in the world. And so friends, I tell you, listen to the children. Just listen to the children. Find a way to listen to the children. If you are a caregiver or a parent, listen to your children. The other, I think in my life, um, another community that has basically been silenced for me until maybe two or three years ago is um, indigenous folks. Uh, just an interesting example of, of the way that the voice of indigenous folks has now uh, made its way into my consciousness. We were in Irvine. Um, this past week, and there is a big park in Irvine. I don't even know what it's called. I forget. It's called, it's probably called Irvine Park. And it's a large park with a train. The train was real nice. It's really good. And you walk in, and there's like a a nature center. Okay? So you walk into the nature center, and then this nature center has done the work for you of telling you, the story of the people that were there before them. They did the work for us. And how did I know the story was illegitimate? Because the name that they called those people were the name given by their colonizers. Huh. And I had to go onto Wikipedia and be like, were they called Gabrielinos? That doesn't sound, no, I don't think so. That is not their name. As I have listened to indigenous leaders and elders tell me what it is to live on this land, I have learned that people have names that matter. I have learned that the dirt and the ground not only has something to say, but is responsible for a lot. I have learned that Creator is compassionate. I have learned that Mother Earth intends to be cared for. And I have learned all the ways that I have actually not learned any of those things. Friends, the wild birth, in this case of John, and the silence of John's father, Zechariah, has made a way for some new voices to speak. And I wonder in this season what those new voices might be for you and for us. I wonder who those new voices, what those new stories might be. What I'll do is I'll give us a moment simply to ponder that, simply to ponder um, the, the what those new voices could be um, in our lives that, that let us know what God's coming looks like. Maybe you don't know. That's okay. I bet you if you ask for about a week, something might emerge. I'll give us a moment to reflect on that and then... Um, I will sing us a song in reflection, and then we are going to sing a familiar chorus together. Let's take a moment to reflect.